Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how you doing tonight? I am doing not too shabs. Yeah, man. In fact, you're uh, you're you're doing an extra shab, maybe like one year older shab, because dude, happy freaking birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I did uh, celebrate one more rev- revolution around the sun this week, and uh, yes, I am indeed one year older. Man, I uh, you know I was I was reflecting on you the other day, just thinking about just what a good friend you are, and uh, man, how honored and happy I am to have you in my life, and uh, so I've I already. Already wished you happy birthday through Facebook, which of course we all know is the only thing that matters. But then I also took the extra step, gave you a phone call. But I just want to say here on air and publicly, uh, happy birthday, brother! And uh, I just I, I love you. And uh, if if I could, I'd give you a big a big hug across the podcast. Thanks, man. Yep, yep, yep. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking both of my eyes. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. It gets it gets in the eyes sometimes. It's, it's all right. It's all right. We got a great uh, we got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, we got some uh, some fun things to discuss. A lot of speculation that's coming your way. Uh, but first, I want to let you know, of course, about the good folks over at dctvtalk.com, where you can get some great DCTV podcasting. That is assuming that this site's not down because we have been under attack by hackers, and it has been a nightmare. But one way or the other, hopefully by the time the show goes out, everything is fixed. Uh, but yeah, dctvtalk.com, check them out. Also, uh, patreon.com slash tvtalk is the place to go to help support this show, and we strongly encourage you to do that, because this show happens based on you. Uh, if you enjoy our Flash commentary, uh, you can help make it happen at patreon.com slash tvtalk. And last, but definitely not least, man, we are just a few, if I'm not mistaken, three uh, iTunes reviews away from hitting 200 iTunes reviews. Ooh. And Bell, you know, we give multiples, uh, we give free comics away at multiples of 10, but I say we go even bigger since we're coming up on 200 i you know that sounds like a pretty good idea i say we go not just a comic issue we give away a free graphic novel a full digital graphic novel of your choosing uh to the winner so help get there uh go over to itunes write us a review looking for those four and five star reviews and uh yeah if we hit 200 by next episode then we'll be announcing the winner of the free digital graphic novel it could be you uh, so head over there again, iTunes, Flash TV Talk, love for you to do that. All right, I think that's all the housekeeping out of the way. Bell, you ready for this? No, let's do it. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 17 of season four, Null and Annoyed, directed by Kevin Smith and story by Lauren Serto and Kristen Kim. Oh, they can't all be win- winners, Kevin. Bell, what happened this episode? Barry and Ralph train to defeat DeVoe, with Barry becoming annoyed at Ralph's apparent inability to be serious. The team manages to locate another bus meta, Janet Petty. When Barry and Ralph confront her, it is revealed that Petty can manipulate a person's gravitational pull, which she demonstrates on Barry. Fearing once again that Ralph is not taking things seriously, Barry refuses to work with him. 
Ralph reveals his comedic attitude is due to a difficult childhood where his father abandoned him, causing him to make jokes whenever he is scared or under pressure. Barry relents and they go to stop Janet at a gala event. But Janet uses her powers on Barry, causing him to float up into the atmosphere. Barry tells the team to trust Ralph to improvise. Ralph detains Janet and then becomes a giant airbag to allow Barry to land safely. DeVoe's wife discovers that he has been drugging her, so she will continue to assist him. Meanwhile, Breacher comes to Earth-1 to ask Sisko for help as some of his powers have failed. It is revealed that Harry still has access to Thawne's time vault, and he uses it to recharge the thinking cap and to talk to Gideon. Dun, dun, dun! All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and say this off the bat. Man, this is a rough episode to come back on after such a long hiatus. Uh, I'm a Kevin Smith fanboy, and I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like disappointed in it but I, I i don't think it's been as strong as other episodes of the season for sure if i may bell if kevin smith had not directed this i have a feeling that this would be one of the least enjoyed episodes of the entire series i think it's got papa smith's name on it and that's why you know we, we want to give it a pass the fanboys that are out there but honestly man this was a rough episode and and i'm not necessarily giving it like a hard critique on it being like the worst episode of the season or the series or anything like that i mean yes i do to some extent feel that way uh, but but really it's not necessarily the content or how it's written it's the fact that so much convoluted story is happening again after such a long hiatus man i, I almost feel like you know it, it may have been a thousand one thousand seventy eight days since you and i last talked at least it, it <laughs> feels that way yeah you know i, I don't know though like there, there, there were several different story threads and uh uh they they didn't feel connected in any sort of real way mm. so but but it's not it's not to say that those threads weren't enjoyable it just feels like they were i don't know just, just it, the episode did feel just disjointed but i i don't feel like it was you know as bad i think as, as you are saying it was <laughs> all right good no it's it's good that we have a difference of opinion from that standpoint someone someone should speak up for the episode i'm glad that's you and i will say though that there are highlights in this episode for one thing we learned that there is a jay and silent bob of earth one uh, and they are security guards Yes, <laughs> that was brilliant because I, I saw that uh, uh, both Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are going to be in this episode. And I didn't know if it was going to be like uh, the, the previous one where I know Jason Mewes had been in, but Kevin Smith was not. Uh, but yes, this this was pretty much Jay and Silent Bob, just Earth One. And I thought that I thought that was great. I uh, <laughs> a little little nice little gag there, a little throwback for uh, for old KS fans. And uh, that was appreciated. Absolutely, man. We also got a nod in, in their little. Uh, if we can even call it a miniature arc of the uh, the crown of conduct, which is a uh, Black Adam reference, kind of a, a nice little nod. You know, Kevin uh, Smith always happy to to throw in some uh, some nods to the uh, to the DC Comics fanboys and girls out there, and so you know, always nice to see that. Um, you know, I, I did notice, by the way, in this episode, we got a, a turtle reference, but no McSnurl reference. I'm, I am hoping that uh, we might get a McSnurl reference. I was actually hoping we'd get it from a Kevin Smith uh, episode, given the fact that he is so like tied to the lore of the show and good to reference things and even, you know, be, be part of pulling out characters that we may not have seen in a couple of seasons, you know? I mean, like, you know, I, I just kind of thought we might see McSnurdle this episode, but that's fine. It's fine. I just, there has to be some sort of, uh, you know, not necessarily comeuppance, but uh, some sort of resolution to the McSnurdle 
story and they did it so well on legends of tomorrow with axel the rat and that that <laughs> literally that character had an it, it was just a throwaway little bit in one episode and and they turned it into an entire character arc for a rat on the show and obviously mcsnurdle is kind of the same thing except for they just haven't given him his his conclusion like we don't know where he is where is mcsnurdle or where i'll is tell she? you this she, man right? it's a she right yeah she is definitely a she and uh, I'll, I'll tell you this man you, legends of tomorrow will come back up in this episode sooner rather than later given what we know now and i should go ahead and say this i mean we're about to talk about you know the characters and the, the episode and everything else but this is likely to be a one of the shortest episodes in review ever because you want it, we want it, we want to jump to the speculation that's going to happen because honestly the last 50 <laughs> seconds of this episode de- demands like a 50 minute long discussion, a speedster speculation around it. But for the sake of continuity and because there were some things that we need to point out in this episode, uh, l- let's talk about it, man. So so Danny Tejo ha- returns as breacher um he is having some uh issues you know one out of five uh, breachers out there having similar issues where his vibe powers are not quite doing what they need to do and so he breaches to earth one uh to get in on the scienciness that cisco has possibly a little potential future father-in-law son bonding type situation what did you think of danny tejo's performance here man trejo danny trejo what did I say? You said Danny Tejo. <laughs> well, <laughs> Danny Trejo. Machete. What did you think of Machete's performance? There we go. There we go. Uh, you know, so I, when, when, he was, when he was in here uh, last time, uh, when we, when we, last time we saw Breacher, like it, it I, I feel like Kevin Smith was just telling him to come up with stuff off the top of his head. It did feel like that, right? Like, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, this is this is going to be one of those where Bo's going to end up kind of bashing the episode a little bit uh, up until we get to the last couple of bit, minutes or seconds. But but honestly, man, like Danny Trejo phoned it in this episode. Like I have never seen anyone phone in a performance like this. And I am a fan of Danny Machete. Trejo Tejo. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sitting there watching, you know, watching the, these scenes and I'm like, that's the take that they took? Like that right? one? He did not want to be there. Somebody, I, I don't well, know. If I'm he was not just saying that. I'm, I'm not saying he didn't want to be there, but like it's just, I'm saying he didn't want to be there. I mean, I don't know. You know, a gig's a gig, and and maybe you know, because like they, they, he hammed it up with the other one, and it worked. I thought it worked, like him being hammy, but like this time, it just it was. It, I don't know. It just yeah, it just felt it felt kind of off a little bit. It was it was weird, and also I didn't quite get how he was breaching, even though he couldn't breach. Oh, uh, I mean, come on, uh, the, the the blasts versus the breach. I'm sure it's a different, you know. So it's a different power set. Well, not, not necessarily I, a different power set, but like it's it's uh, uh, it requires more energy or whatever to to uh, blast than it does to breach. That sounds crazy. It to me, it would seem like it would take more energy to literally cross, you know, walk across the multiverse than it does to shoot out vibrations <laughs> out of your hands. Well, that's why you're not a writer on this show. Well, <laughs> you just don't clearly. get it, okay? I- <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, I don't. Um, but I will say this, man. So. Uh, you know, we, we do get the introduction or, or potential introduction of Vibe Agra. Uh, Vibe comes up with a pill, a performance enhancement pill. Uh, unfortunately, it's all it's all a ruse, a clever trick to deceive uh, Breacher. However, I, I am pro Vibe Agra, and uh, I think that Vibe Agra should be something that we should feel comfortable talking about. And uh, if you are a Breacher out there and you find later in life that you need some Vibe Agra in your life, then, uh, you know, uh, more power to you. 
it's a pink i mean blue pill <laughs> i like i like you know they, they actually called it a blue pill that was i know i know i know that was, uh, that, was that was good so uh so yeah so you got the uh the, the danny trejo man and I, I like i said i like him he's he's a great character actor and and has done some uh, phenomenal roles and i've enjoyed him as breacher but yeah i, I just got the sense that he did not want to be there uh, this episode. Now we did get introduction of vampires, by the way, into the the DC universe, albeit vampires of I want to say Earth green screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, but I mean, what what did you expect him to go to the real you know Earth with all those vampires and film it there? Uh- oh no, no, no. You gotta. Well, and we've seen I, I I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe we've seen that Earth before back when uh when Vibe. I want to say when he was fighting Gypsy, if I'm not mistaken, they actually vibed out to a uh, or breached out to an earth that was all lava. And so I I want to say this was that same earth. Uh, It didn't feel lava-y to me. It felt more like, I don't know, just... Uh, what is it? Uh, kind of post-apocalyptic. Dracula, the the beginning of that, where it's all like the battle scene. It's all like red and just... Oh, interesting. Okay. That's the vibe that I got. (laughs) The vibe that Uh, I got from it. Um... But I yeah, and that's the thing though, because what oh, what did he call the the master vampire guy? It's it's driving me nuts that I can't remember. I don't know, but it seems so. I mean, like honestly, it it seemed like a low budget sci fi episode, like television well, and I mean, series I, you know, that doesn't yeah, even make it, it full season. It, I'm the, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just being honest here. Like I love this show. I'm not bashing the show, but I am bashing this episode from that standpoint. That just yeah. did not feel right. Well, that's, that was the thing to me is like the 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 lines that he that he had, I thought were funny. He just delivered them terribly. That you're exactly right. You're yeah. exactly right. And, um, you know, anyway, it is what it is. I will say this, though. I love the idea that there are these vampires out there. I would even love kind of a, an exploration to the lore. Like, perhaps this is the Earth that the android Wells is from. You know what I mean? Like, maybe on his Earth, like, he's fighting vampires, and that's part of the reason why he's all bits and pieces at this point. <laughs> could be could be some fun uh, fun ways to kind of tie the, the multiverse. And actually, any any chance we get, I mean, you know, I bash the green screen aspect of, you know, the the effects from that standpoint, but any any ideas or any, any chance that we get to go across the multiverse, I'm all for. And even like- if it's for, like, a fun joke I'm, I'm all for it but you're right bell i want to go to dragon earth dragon earth the D- dragon earth that's where that's where uh breacher's gonna retire or he, not retire too but go visit after he retires <laughs> right right, right. The, the earth. he's like i am not a khaleesi <laughs> <laughs> you know he he certainly isn't now he does by the way at the end of that story arc he presents cisco with this kind of opportunity to potentially step into his shoes and become the new breacher or or you know join this kind of force task force of breachers that go and solve problems across the multiverse, kind of like a green bounty hunters, right? Yeah. I mean like that you get the sense there's kind of a bounty hunter, maybe even a bit of like a green lantern core aspect to them, right? Like they, they don't, there's kind of a cosmic, if you take out the cosmic and put in the multiverse elements and um, interesting concept. I don't want Cisco to take that job. (laughs) I don't want to lose Cisco, man. Yeah. You know, well, I'm sitting there and, and really, uh, because i know we've we've had differing views on ralph but i feel like ralph pushed wally out you feel like ralph pushed wally yeah yeah because there's more emphasis on ralph and his relationship with barry than wally's relationship Mm, with barry that's right yeah yeah. and so yeah so we lost wally in that regard and i I feel like kind of the same things with as far as ralph is concerned is happening with cisco and caitlin they're seeing less screen time they're seeing uh they're less important uh i mean not necessarily as much uh 
Caitlyn, just because of her Killer Frost persona, has helped in, in a couple different scenarios. But like Cisco, he's, he's really gotten a backseat this entire season. Okay, all right. I feel like so. So so should I just go ahead and address the elephant in the room? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, listeners of this show know I've I have not been favorable to Ralph or his storyline. And during this episode, as we rehashed yet again another. You know, funny Ralph, sad Ralph, Ralph gets a pep talk, everybody hates Ralph, everybody loves Ralph. Like, the, the exact same Ralph story that we've gotten a million times over this season. Uh, I took to Twitter, and I did something that I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> uh, I, I declared that Ralph was the Flash's Elicity. Now, uh, as for those of you who just watched The Flash and may not be familiar with Arrow or, or you know, the connected shows, uh, over on Arrow... Uh, there is a, um, uh, a kind of a fandom, a, a kind of community that has really wrapped themselves around a particular relationship, a ship, if you will, uh, on, on, on Arrow, which is Oliver Queen, the Arrow, and, and Elicity, or, or, I'm sorry, Felicity, um, who, if I'm not mistaken, Felicity is now going by Overwatch. Uh, as her kind of hero moniker. So the idea was that they had this great chemistry in season one. And, you know, I think the, the fans really wrapped around the idea of these two getting together as opposed to uh, Oliver and and, uh, and Laurel, who it looked as though they were kind of going to follow the storyline of the comics. But um, the show runners really kind of acquiesced to the demands of the fan community that got behind the Elicity relationship. And because of that, uh, especially in later seasons, around kind of season three, season four-ish, uh, that relationship really ended up being kind of the, the forefront and the driving force of the show, which was great for that fan community, but much to the chagrin of everyone else who kind of showed up to see, you know, uh, you know, Arrow... Batman. Well, yeah, yeah, Arrow beating the bad guys, <laughs> and, you know, this is, you know, you failed the city and all that kind of stuff. That it, it rubbed a larger majority of the fan community the wrong way. And again, I'm not trying to belittle the Elicity community. I want to make sure that that is very clear. I am not, when I make the comparison to Ralph to Elicity, I'm not saying that my hatred towards Ralph or my distaste towards the Ralph storyline is equal to or at all the same as my feelings toward uh, the Elicity storyline. What I'm saying is, in both scenarios, you've got a devoted fan base that's behind this particular subplot line in a larger, grander story that seems to be dominating the story you know, I, I don't feel like we're watching uh, The Flash lately, man. I feel like we're watching Elongated Man, like the Elongated Man show. And I I'm not, I don't do the Elongated Man podcast, man. I do the Flash TV talk podcast, you know? And so from that standpoint, you know, I, Ralph here and there, maybe this season would have been great. Ralph being this kind of constant rehashing his story over and over and over and over again is getting tedious and it is taking over the show. So anyway, well, so well, hang on. Let me, I, I don't let me, know. let me fully, okay, let me, okay, okay. yeah, let me try to dig myself out a little bit, a little bit further here if I can. <laughs> um, so, so, so just to reiterate when I'm comparing Elicity and Ralph, I'm not talking about the distaste level that I personally have, or even saying that there should be a distaste towards Elicity. What I'm saying is that a subgroup or, or, or a, uh, an, a, a devoted fan community around one particular aspect of the show uh, seems to be the driving force for this season, uh, as Elicity has been in previous seasons. And I think that those that support Elicity, that's really, really great. I think that those who support Ralph in this instance, that's really great for them. But for me personally, who kind of finds myself not in that particular fan community, it makes it a little difficult to watch and enjoy the show um, because Ralph just kind of gets in the way, in my opinion. So 
there it is. And I, I realize that after saying all that, those of you that are like, you know, really in the Elicity camp and everything, even though I'm not bashing you, even though I'm not bashing the storyline, I understand how me making that comparison may, may rub you the wrong way. If I, if I offended you, I apologize. Um, and that is all I will say about that. So, <laughs> so you gotta be careful, I, I, man. I, I, these, these Twitter streets, they, they, they're mean, they're mean Twitter streets. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 sometimes it's not a nice neighborhood. <laughs> I'm not saying that, man. Uh, the illic- the illicity community online has a beautiful neighborhood. There's wonderful houses and everything else. But- no, I'm saying Twitter, like Twitter as a as a as a instrument on the internet can be a dangerous place sometimes. That's that's that's, that's true. That's true. You, yeah. you words get taken out of context and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so I think I've I think I've said what I needed to say, and uh, I hope that it will be heard by everyone. Uh, when I'm glad to inform you that you're 100% wrong. Oh, oh, all right, hit me. Yeah, yeah go, go for yeah. it. All the words that you just said were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> all right, Master Luke, what, what, what did I screw uh, up here? Yeah, no, I, I, I so I, I agree. There have been situations where uh, uh, Ralph's character seems to reverse, and we have to relearn a lesson that he learned previously in the season. But uh, to that argument, uh, Barry's done the same thing every season. Uh, and we, we've seen it this season. Um, this episode in particular, I feel did more to expand Ralph's character and, uh, than, 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 uh, you know, episodes previously, it was very clear what he was setting up from the beginning to see Ralph go from like, you know, uh, he, he was scared and he was running away and now he's making all of these jokes and stuff like that. I, I, I clearly like from the get go, it was like, this is what Ralph is doing to deflect because he is terrified. And that's of course what it turned out to be. And, uh, there, there are things about Ralph that, you know, I, I like seeing Barry mentor someone. I wish it would have been Wally. It should have been Wally. I, I know. I know. Shh, shh, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is, is like, if we didn't already have Wally, I think there wouldn't be nearly as many complaints about Ralph and, and, and his addition to this cast. <sighs> um, and I think that's mainly because there's so much more growth for Ralph's character. And I've said this before, there's a lot more room for growth no, for Ralph's character. No, 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 yes. no, 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 I don't, Ralph, I'm sorry. Ralph, Ralph's dad, Ralph had a bad hero. childhood. When I'm, I do not care. I don't No, 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 that's, that's, no, no, he, he's, he's, he's like this scumbag dude who, who's coming from a, a selfish, you know, uh, just, just bad person uh, to becoming a hero. Whereas Wally is nothing like that. Wally's already, you know, selfless. You know, he's already a heroic individual. The only thing really that Barry had to teach him was tricks of the speed force. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, and, and then, and then that's, that's more of like an HG Wells sort of uh Barry relationship than it is a Barry Wally relationship. It's more like about the rehashing. I mean, like I, I do like there, <laughs> the Ralph pep talk has become like, so like, uh, repetitive that I just go up and get a sandwich every single time it happens. Like somebody looks at it, somebody like, I'll go talk to him or, Oh, I can't believe you said to Ralph, Hey, can we have the room? I need to talk to Ralph. Like whenever this happens, man, I literally, I just get up and go make myself a sandwich. And I'm, I'm, but I'm kidding. Talks, I am right? kidding by the way, before we get the negative iTunes reviews, say they don't even watch the show. No, we, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding about that, but I'm also not kidding because come on. <laughs> I well, but I, I mean, come on. Like they're, they're not, they're not all like this wasn't a pep talk. This was a you need to get your head in the game talk. I, I it wasn't just don't care. What, what about I mean, yes, what about spending time with Cisco? Yeah. When's the last time we talked to Caitlin? You realize we got a supervillain like a, 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 a supervillain with bipolar in the freaking next room. And we're going to talk to Ralph because he had like issues with his dad. Twenty seven episodes in. 
Come on, man. All right. It's it's I might be the over thing, the top. Though. That's the that's the thing is the is the bus metas was the avenue they decided to go for this season. And so the bus metas are central to the plot. Ralph is a bus meta. Now, how cool would it have been if Wally was a bus meta no, and this no, was a Wally cool. relationship? That would not have been cool. I I, I prefer I the way have, that they actually yeah. made Wally the Flash. The idea that like right, literally right. it was Barry hitting him, he was the lightning. That's powerful. Uh, I would have loved some more exploration of that. Maybe we'll get that in the future. Uh, but anyway, all right. Doubtful. That's enough. That's enough, Ralph. We've we've devoted way too much time to Ralph. Um, I will say one thing. That, in your opinion, <laughs> I will say one <laughs> aspect of this episode that I really enjoyed. Um, albeit, I wish we kind of got a chance to kind of explore it even further. Is what's going on with the mechanic? I mean, she really is in a living hell where she's kind of constantly, you know, being controlled. We've seen this over the last several episodes, but she's starting to figure out that she is being controlled. Uh, by the thinker and you know man i i gotta tell you i know we kind of predicted that perhaps by the end of the season that marriage counselor would come back and help them out <laughs> i think they're beyond the marriage counseling stage my friend can i just say that that took me completely by surprise what just well i, I know that he had been giving her the love potion mm-hmm. but no that when she records the thing and she says, you got to escape. You got to get out of here. And there's already a file with that name. That's creepy. And yeah. And it's like, how many times have you done this? Too many? That, I didn't think that he that he had, you know, resorted to like wiping her memory every time that she catches on to his to his scheme that he's using her. Like, I thought that was really, really, really neat because, it, you know, it's and, that, and that's what he says. Like, you know, it's her humanity is, is what's not useful to him. And so he's got to keep her under control. Like, I, I didn't see that coming is what I'm saying. Like, I didn't see. I thought that maybe it was just the love potion was clouding her mind and, and you know, she was still on board with it. But no, like him wiping her memory over and over and over again every time that she finds this out. Yeah. That was that was a big reveal to me. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, but let me let me kind of propose something to you. You know, we had one of the best episodes this season was the thinker focused episode, like kind of diving into his origins and kind of who he was. I would have loved an episode that was like a mechanic focused episode specifically on her life now as being controlled and maybe less with kind of the J.J. Abrams lens flares everywhere and the eeriness, you know, the, the, it was shot in such a dizzying way to convey how she was feeling. I got that. And it, it did make me feel dizzy as she was unpacking what was going on. But I almost would have liked it more of a slow burn into it where it wasn't just her down in, you know, the, the thinker cave or, or the, um, you know, the pocket universe where they do all their 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 stuff. But like her, like waking up in the morning and making toast and like like having kind of these more human moments and finding maybe even little things that she might have like carved something into the table or something of that nature to kind of build up to this grand moment where you realize that all this time she's been trying to send herself a message uh, when she's trying to send herself a message. And now you're right. The reveal they did was was powerful and it was scary, but I, I feel like it could have warranted more buildup. I, I feel like that could have been an episode in and of itself. And I and I agree, but that's the problem, right? Is that you know you have all these different characters, you have all these subplots. Like you take out the the uh, uh, I mean that's the thing is they they have uh, uh, they had all they had to take care of this episode, yeah. and so you you couldn't. And as we as we learn this episode, she's a, she's uh, a Thinker forget- has one week for, forgettable villain. I I mean, if I'm being honest, man, yeah, she was totally yeah, yeah, forgettable. She, yeah, your 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 classic twirly mustache steel gems villain is just kind of man. We're it, we're four years into this show. I think 
we should be able to She's, write more compelling villains. But you know what? Appropriate for this episode because up until the last 50 seconds, that's about what this episode is. It's it's convoluted. It's these like micro-packed stories, um, some of them unnecessary, some of them needing more fleshing out, a lot of characters pushed in the background. Um, you know, I, I hear that uh, Iris is becoming a, 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 a reporter again, although I didn't see it this episode. I, I hear that Caitlin is uh, fighting her inner demons, though I didn't see it this episode. You know, like there's a lot of the characters that we didn't get to spend time with. Um, is Joe getting married still? Are they having a baby? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I do yeah, know that. Is Cecile still psychic? But, but I do know. Yeah, that's right. Is, is Cecile still t- psychic? I, I don't know that. But you know what I do know? That Ralph had a rough childhood. And I think that's what was important about this episode. Well, all I right, mean, I'm come done on, being. Like, I know, I know, I'm done being this <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like you know, you, you have a sandbox, and it's filled with sand, and it's got this particular set of toys, the bus meta toys. Yeah, and one and can be a whoopee cushion. All these other toys from previous seasons, but we can't. We have a sandbox with bus metas, and that's what we got to play with. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get real here. Let's 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 be honest. All right. So so we get we got all that out of the way. We talked about that overall. Well, I, I I do agree with you, though. I, I think I think what you were saying the way like if, if it had been a slow burn, that would have been really well. And I feel that, you know, without the constraints, that that's how, you know, a, a storyteller would have done it. So I agree with you on that. But, yeah, you know, we got what we got. I like the reveal. That's all I'll say about it. Okay. All right. So overall, honestly, rough episode to come back on after a hiatus. Uh, not a high point for the season or the series, in my opinion. Uh, Bell thinks it was a, a, a fine episode. I think it was not great up until the very last moment. Because honestly, if they had started with this and spent time on this, my friend, oh, this is what I live for. This last 50 seconds of this episode. And that's going to bring us to this week's... Speedster speculation. Bell. All right. There's so much to unpack here. I know. I know. But hold on. I just want to say this one thing. There could be a Flash episode that's 45 minutes of Eobard Thawne brushing his teeth and you would think it was the best thing ever. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like well, the Well, hang on. Hang on. If it's but... if it's Wells, if it's H.G. E- uh, Eobard Thawne. Yeah. H.G. Yeah, Eobard. It's H.G. Eobard brushing his teeth and just like, you know. Dude, are you Shading. kidding me? That would be amazing. Tom Cavanaugh, like the facial expressions he would bring to it. Like you'd be questioning his every stroke. And he'd probably go like one tooth at a time and there would be like a cut back to his look. And then he'd kind of give like a sly look to the camera and then he'd break the fourth wall and just brush his teeth right at you. It would be amazing. <laughs> but yes, let's dig into this give last Kevin Smith that episode. Give him the Eobard brushing his teeth episode. <laughs> all right i can't tell if this is the best or worst worst podcast we've ever done but it, it's one of those two all right look here's the deal man we've got so much to unpack in those last 50 seconds um all right let, let's let's just dive into the question that immediately rushed to everybody's head bell was that harrison wells or eobarthon it doesn't make any sense for it to be eobarthon does it well, uh, so I'm asking you what what your theory is, and I'll, then I'll share you mine. I mean, I I I have no idea. I have no idea. Like it's th- that's the thing. Like it 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 felt like like such a just oh holy crap, Ebard's back. But like it's just out of the blue, and it just it seems kind of ridiculous because there's been no other indications whatsoever, except for name drops about Ebard. 
I, and maybe maybe that's just it. Maybe like Eobard planned the whole thinker <laughs> thing for some, you know. Wait, 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 like, wait. So, so are you saying that you think it's Eobard? I mean, okay. So who? Where did the thinker get his power? Uh, from from the the original particle accelerator explosion. Who noticed thinker in the crowd at the uh, initial lighting of the particle accelerator? Oh, the main man himself, Mister Eobard Thon. Eobard. Um. So the connection is strong between Thinker and Eobard because Thinker is an original meta. But what happened with Harry? Like, where's where's Harry? Okay, so again, so you are going based on the assumption that that is Eobard Thon. Because I'm not. Like, I, I, I wholeheartedly and, like, fully subscribe to that not being Eobard Thon. No, well, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there are pieces of that there, but, like, they're just pieces. I don't... <sighs> All right, so I get what you're doing. You're, you're trying to justify the argument. Yes, and yes. I'm justifying the argument for that being Eobard. I gotcha. All and right. yeah, and, and and so there's there's pieces there, and and I can see people bringing an argument for it, but like, I don't think that's how they're bringing back Eobard. No. I don't think that's what they're going to well, do. Well, they already brought I don't, back Eobard. Well, right, yeah, they brought him back in the crossover, and and so it no I, I i don't i don't think it's him and if they do wind up with oh it's wells was eobard the whole time again i might i might be kind of upset with that all right so i don't think they're going to do that and i think that that is not i i love the way they shot that scene because it it like forces you to think that at least for an instant before you start kind of wrapping around you know what the clues are as to what's going on uh, you know, you, you instantly get that nostalgic vibe of, you know, him opening up the future room of him going to the place where, you know, when we first got the reveal where, where the reverse flash was powering up his suit. Uh, you know, the the fact that we got freaking Gideon, OG Gideon back. We haven't seen her since season one, if I'm not mistaken. Like, So was that Miranda Baccarat that who was, actually voiced? Yes, that was uh, uh, Firefly's really? Miranda Baccarat and also Gotham's Miranda Baccarat. So they went back to the OG voice. They went full in to give you that nostalgic vibe from uh, season one with that big reveal. Now, all of that is constructed to give you that initial thought that perhaps this could be Eobard Thawne. We also saw him during the Earth-X you know, crossover and everything else. Uh, however, we this is not Eobard Thawne. This, this is Harrison Wells, and I want to I explain to you why I believe that's the case. Um, for one thing, he first gets this idea for becoming kind of his own thinker by being a, a, a Eobard-like character, to be a reverse thinker. Um, you know, in fact, Eobard himself was an inspiration for this motive. And so with that in mind, he's been working under this framework of, I'm not thinking like the Flash, I want to think like the reverse Flash. I want to be the villain to the villain, if you will. I want to try to figure out how I can unpack who he is and use every tool in my arsenal to outthink the thinker. And from that standpoint, I see him intentionally walking in the shoes of his doppelganger, well, body snatcher doppelganger's predecessor. And so, no, I don't think that that was Eobard Thawne. I think we are seeing Wells, but we are seeing a Wells who is intentionally trying to walk in the shoes of Eobard Thawne. Now, I think it, 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 it's worth noting, you know, you mentioned Eobard. We got him back in Earth-X in that crossover. Um, we saw him actually wearing the same face of Harrison Wells. Now, how he got the DNA of Harrison Wells, we speculated at the time that perhaps he actually stole the DNA from that particular Earth's Harrison Wells. And so he theoretically is still rolling around Earth-1 looking like Harrison Wells. 
uh, doing we don't know what yet. But that is OG Eobard, and he is still out there. But I don't think this is him. And I think there's a lot of clues that point that out. We got those Jesse interactions in, in episodes previous. Uh, the very fact that he's going diving like deeper into thinker stuff as opposed to speed force stuff implies that that's not Eobard. Eobard wants to, you know, he's he's faster than the Flash. His vendetta is against the Flash. It has nothing, you know, he's a big fan of the thinker, of course, but he's not the thinker. He's That's not who he's after. Um, so I think that this is definitely, definitely Harrison Wells. Yeah, and, and you know, if Eobard was trying to uh, defeat the Flash, he wouldn't be looking for help from the Thinker. I don't think no. you know. I, it'd be one of those things where you know he's going to try, and if he uses the thinking cap, like like you're saying, he's going to try to figure out you know a way to think like the Flash or to outthink the Flash or to out whatever the Flash, not outthink the Thinker. So yeah, it's it's. I, I like what you're saying there, where he he is the reverse thinker. I uh, and and I agree with you in that regard. Like it, it doesn't. There, there's there's Yes, there's there's a couple little breadcrumbs here and there about Eobar this entire season, and you know we went over those at the beginning of this. But yeah, I, I don't think it's him. It just all, all the Jesse stuff. Like uh, uh, I don't know. I love I know. this. I will this is, say this is I, this like like so great. It's such a reverse pun intended from season one. In season one, we made the case for why Harrison Wells was Eobard. Now we find ourselves making the case for why Harrison Wells is not Eobard. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. The shoes on the other foot, it seems. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't make too much sense. Um, now, now here's the other thing. Gideon, I think, thinks he's Eobard. Be- oh, for sure. Because yeah. Gideon says very specifically, uh, the last time we spoke, it has been 1,078 days since we last spoke. Now, this has been unpacked to, to find out that... Uh, 1,078 days ago from the broadcast was actually uh, the episode of The Trap, when the episode The Trap aired from season one, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the last time that we saw Gideon. And also, you know, when the last time they had the interaction between Gideon and Eobard. So Gideon thinks that she is talking to Eobard Thawne. I will agree with that, yes. And it's also uh, something to point out that the voice of Gideon on like Legends of Tomorrow is a different voice uh, than Marina Baccaran and also a different actress. Marina Baccaran does not play Gideon uh, in her physical form uh, on Legends of Tomorrow. So, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but when Legends first started, it was Marina Baccaran. Like, didn't she change voices like two or three episodes in? Uh, I don't know for sure, but I can find that out. I mean, I know they can retcon it however they want to, but this actually gives some some, some kind of confirmation that the Gideon from Legends of Tomorrow is either from the past or the present, but or, I'm sorry, the past or the future, but she is definitely not from the present because Gideon did not get unplugged from the future room. She's been in the future room this entire time. Well, okay, so what was the thing that was in uh, Harry's hand? Yeah, like some sort of like key that he used was to open it a key her up, or was it like a drive that he was like loading her into? Mm. Ah, that's now that's a good thought. I hadn't thought about it from that standpoint. I saw it as more of a key. Yeah, I mean, because he turned it like a key, and so I don't know. I also thought it was interesting because so we've seen Gideon interact with Barry and Eobard, and we've seen Cisco use like the future tech, but I don't think we've seen him interact with Gideon, right? Um, 
Not Gideon, but yes, he see he saw the future newspaper, yeah. but I don't think he's interacted with Gideon. I think you're right. Yeah, same thing with uh, with Iris. She's actually seen the the future newspaper, so she's been able to to use the tech, but not necessarily deal with Gideon. We've only seen Gideon deal with speedsters, and I, I could be wrong. Um, y'all y'all tweet us. Let me know if, if we're missing something there. But I think that's right. And so this idea, of course, we know that Gideon was built by Barry. She she says specifically that she was built by Barry Allen. We know yeah. that she has the ability to see changes in the timeline. Uh, that was what her primary purpose was with Eobard in the first season. Like whenever something happened in the present, he was always interested to know how that impacted the future because he wanted to make sure the future was intact so that he could get back home. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting, man. What if... Harrison is actually, or Harry, shall I say, is actually planning on utilizing Gideon not to preserve the future, but to intentionally and if not aggressively change the future so that he's so not. So the thinker is unprepared? Exactly. So that the thinker is trying to figure all this stuff out, like getting all these predictions and everything else by constantly changing what the future should be. And also by using the thinking cap as well, he's got like a leg up on the thinker. Gideon is essentially his secret weapon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually does make a lot of sense because, you know, that's the thing is like thinkers planned out everything. But if you change the future, he hadn't planned for a future that doesn't exist unless he planned on the future changing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, like so Harrison Wells is kind of an interesting uh, phenomenon in this earth. Right. Like he's not of Earth one. He is of Earth two. And we even saw during Flashpoint when he comes back to earth two and everything's different, you know, the, the fact that the timeline changed on earth one, it didn't impact earth two and it didn't impact his personal timeline, which means that he was not, you know, susceptible to changes in the time. There's a similarity between Harrison Wells of earth two and Gideon. Gideon also is not susceptible to changes in the time. She is aware when timelines change, when a speedster causes some interaction and, and actually in legends, we know it's beyond just speedsters. When something happens to the timeline, Gideon is aware of it. She can track it. She knows what timeline existed before, and she knows what changes it made to the current timeline. Harrison Wells, he knows what the previous timeline was. When he returns to uh, the Earth, when the timeline's been changed, he is not impacted by that. He is separate from this timeline, unlike the thinker. And so I'm wondering if, you know, if Gideon uh, is going to kind of piece together, like, will she figure out that Harrison is not Eobard or is he going to kind of constantly trick her into thinking that he is interesting. But I, I will say this though, uh, the Gideon for legends of tomorrow was different for all 51 episodes. It was, uh, Amy Louise Pemberton. So Marina Baccaran flash Gideon, Amy Louise Pemberton legends, Gideon. Interesting. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. I mean, do you think, you know, this, this being, you know, you obviously you're a, a co-host of the legends TV talk podcast, the, uh, uh, shall we say the 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 prolific Legends of Tomorrow podcast? Uh, be sure to find oh, yeah. it, Legends TV Talk. Um, in Legends, as we all know, has has been hitting it out of the park with like the craziness, and and many people are saying it's one of the best shows on TV. It, it has gotten me to the point where as soon as I get an opportunity, I plan on binge watching to catch up. Um, I believe I saw a giant blue doll fighting a dragon. Uh, a demon. A time a, demon. A, a time demon. Okay. There's time demons? This show is awesome, dude. That sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. I got to watch Legends, uh, especially after this week of The Flash. I got to check out Legends. But um, all right. So so do you believe that Gideon, because 
that Gideon on Legends is the same as Gideon on Flash. Like, are they part of their same uh, personal timeline, if you're following me there? Yeah, I think technically they're supposed to be the same thing. Uh, and, and the reason why they use Gideon is, is for the same reason that uh, that Eobard used her, was to uh, check for anomalies in the timeline and to calculate, uh, uh, you know, uh, anachronisms and, and aberrations in the timeline so they can track them down and find them and, and fix them. So they they serve a similar context there. And I don't remember exactly how uh, Gideon winds up on the Wave Rider. Uh, I don't know if Rip She was got- already there. Right, unless they gave a backstory for her. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if if Rip got the AI from Barry and put it on the Wave Rider, which might mm. be the case. But uh, but yeah, like there there. So I don't remember exactly why she's on the Wave Rider in that case and not in the Time Cave, um, because at, this, at some point in the future, I think that happens. So I think the Gideon on the Wave Rider though is a younger Gideon, if you will. I, Whereas Eobard's is an older Gideon that he brought back in time. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's good. I think that's right. Um, no, I don't think that's right. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. It could go either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of timey wimey stuff going on here. Remind me in the season one, the quote unquote villains are the time lords. Uh, they're not villains. They're just they're the like corrupt bureaucracy that controls uh, time, and they you know hunt down people who try and manipulate time. Okay, so we know that. Gideon was created by Barry and will be at some point. Yes. What if that organization exists to basically like, like shut down speedsters in the future? What if we actually see their origins as a villain in a future season? Uh, the Time Lords? Yeah. Like what if we see that organization forming in, in response to Barry Allen in the present? Oh, yeah. on the Flash? Yeah. Highly unlikely, but you think so? I, I'm pretty sure the Time Bureau, or no, that's sorry, that's season three. Um, I'm pretty sure the Time Lords were invented uh, in like 21 something, so like you know, probably like a hundred, maybe like a hundred years or so after you would right, think Barry right. would be dead. Fair I don't, enough, I don't know. Fair enough. All right, well, I was, I was just throwing that theory out there. The, the fact of the matter is, we've got this connective tissue with Gideon. Like, we have not seen her in forever. Like, it's been so long that we've seen Gideon, we gave up asking where she was like a season and a half ago. I know, right? Yeah, and I, I just figured, out ah, we're done. But no, Gideon's... And I, that's one thing that makes me really excited about, like, you know, what what does this mean for the show? Like, where are we going with this? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, you know, it, that's that's the thing is we're... Are, they're, are they channeling some of the magic of the first season again? Like, cause that would be really neat. And I, I really just want to go back and rewatch season one of the flash. Just, uh, just seeing Gideon and seeing freaking, you know, Harry in the future room, but it wasn't Eobard, but it was maybe kind of supposed to think that it was. I'm like, I want to watch season one again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, to some extent they're, I would say they're, they're positioning characters to be in a very season one place by the end of this season. We've got Eobard back. He's wearing Harrison Wells' face. We've got uh, Iris going back to her journalistic roots. Um, you know, we, we've got theoretically the Gideon back in play and, you know, time travel potentially coming back into the conversation. I mean, this this was a season where they intentionally stepped away from time travel and stepped away from speedster villains. And while I think that's good and it can be refreshing and it has produced some really solid episodes... Um, there is something core to the Flash that is time travel, that is speed. Uh, you know, 
so much so that, that the heroes that have gotten the focus have been just one hero and his name is Ralph and it's been problematic in my opinion. So from that standpoint, you know, I think that I'm seeing the workings of establishing a base for a really solid and exciting season five. Now I'm not throwing season four out. I I think that there's still going to be a a grand resolution to this battle with the thinker and I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, I I think you're not wrong to assume that perhaps they're trying to dive into that nostalgia of season one with these little points throughout this latter half of the season. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right, so you're saying, uh, I think we're both saying that that is not Eobarthon, that that is Harrison Wells. But we want to hear what you think. Uh, if you think that that is Eobard and you've got some uh, thoughts on it, be sure to tweet us in this week. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are and, uh, and keep that conversation going. Exciting, you know, gladly we actually have a, an episode to pick up next week as opposed to five weeks in the future. So this will be uh, <laughs> really ready to kind of, you know, hit the ground running, so to speak. We've been talking about who we think Eobard is. Let's hear from you guys what you think. <laughs> John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. All right, man, we got some great listener feedback in and a lot of thoughts we were rolling in about that last 50 seconds. Uh, let's see, this was emailed in from listener C. She says, okay, uh, I just caught the last five minutes of this week's episode. Harrison is the reversed Flash? Question mark, exclamation, <laughs> question mark, exclamation. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, that seems to be what some people think. That was definitely yeah. what we were made to think, but let's see what other theories are roaming around. Um, what 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 else did we get on uh, Twitter? Well, a Laurel at LOT fans mom wrote, I am uh, really curious because he also seems so very obsessed with Thawne. I think he's still E2 Wells based on the scenes with Jesse, but gosh, I don't know. Eager to see this play out. Completely yes. agree. Yeah, it's it's. It, yeah, there's there's so there's like hints and nods all over the season, but then there's so much stuff with like Jesse and all these other things. It's just ah, I, I'm really excited to see where they're going to go. Like Thinker was kind of interesting, but now we got this as well, and so yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Well, it's not universally thought that though. I and mean, we got w, uh, at WMKD74 who says definitely reverse Flash. Don't know why he put on the old face. Uh, we also have at Legend Storm TV who writes in and says, well, I saw something that said that Dr. Wells hadn't spoken to Gideon since the episode, quote, The Trap, which was over a thousand days ago uh, of the last episode. Coincidence? I think not. And we did hear that Matt Lester might be returning. Um, yeah. So, you know, there is definitely a camp that says that this is, in fact, uh, Eobard Thawne. We also had Andrew H uh, with several numbers after his Twitter handle. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it to you, Andrew. Andrew H 87837205 who says, I think that Harry is going to make yet another particle accelerator explosion to enhance his thinking cap like DeVoe, but Ooh. he might turn evil. I don't want him to do whatever he's about to do. They need Harry on Team Flash, but he needs them too. And again, that's Andrew Haynes on Twitter. Yeah, that's very true. I like the idea of like Wells creating, you know, we, we've thought we've talked about maybe a second Big Bang, a second particle accelerator to kind of like create a bunch of new metas. And actually, that would make a lot of sense for a season him. five rogues, man. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong at all. I, I could I could definitely see that. That's a that's a good theory, Andrew. Would be cool. 
And then finally, man, we got uh, Kent underscore Graham on Twitter. What did Kent say? I love the show, but CW is not subtle. I have to believe that if it really were Wells of Bard, <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's Gia Bard. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> well, Wells of Bard's good, too. Come on. It's, I mean, it's, but, pretty you good. Know, it's pretty good. We here on the show prefer H.G. Bard. Uh, <laughs> but I have to believe if that really were Wells of Bard, we'd have gotten the telltale reverse flash helicopter noise. Oh, interesting. Yeah. More likely, it's just Harry readjusting his thinking strategy after being in the cap for so long. Yeah. Yeah, we agree with you, Kent. There, pretty sure it's 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 not Eobard. Uh, the 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 reverse flash helicopter noise is a very good point. Anytime we've ever seen the reverse flash, there's always been that like vibrating hand helicoptery noise, and yeah, I haven't seen that at all. But yeah, I I, I think this is Gideon just uh, uh, seeing HG Eobard and thinking that it's him when it's actually Harry. Merry Christmas. I I can't do the. I no, you can't. Yeah. All right. And finally, man, we got an iTunes review in uh, from the self-proclaimed Flash Wiki on iTunes. What did they have to say? Such a great podcast. I love how much information, quirky jokes and rants these two bring each week. Well, we appreciate your review. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. And I'm sorry, by the way, if I got a little too ranty this episode. Admittedly, I've kind of come to my wit- wits end with Ralph. Uh, I have started the hashtag Ralph and on Ralph. So that does happen when I watch the sh- watch the show. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I got a little soapboxy this episode. So if this was your favorite and you feel like I was being too harsh, I'm sorry. You know, tweet at me. Let's let's have a discussion. Let's let's work through this. Um, if you're a, if you're a hardcore Alisty fan who you feel like I've offended you and your fandom, yet you stayed this long to listen to the, me say this right now in this episode, tweet at me. Let's have a conversation. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're we're all about the fandom. At the end of the day, we love talking DC TV and we love talking about these characters. Uh, and you know, there's there's I would not care. Like, you know, the fact is I'm passionate about these characters. I'm passionate about the way the franchise is handled. And, uh, and I want to make sure that, you know, that we see some solid storytelling and there is that in this season. It's just buried sometimes. And I really want it to come to the forefront. And I think that it will, given the fact that we are in the home stretch here till the end of it. And it should be a good one. By the way, we are just three, uh, reviews away from 200, on iTunes. So head over to iTunes and write us a review. We give away a digital comic every single time that we have a multiple of 10. And since this is the big 200, instead of just a digital comic, we're giving away a free digital graphic novel. So be part of that. Head over to iTunes. Let's make it happen. Uh, looking forward to giving that away. Also, we want to encourage you to support this podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV talk. You get some bonus content for doing so. We actually, for I believe our $3 on up patrons, uh, get some additional shenanigans. So if you ever want to know what me and Bell are thinking behind the scenes, uh, we have a lot of fun. I actually, Bell, I was going back and, and rebuilding the shenanigans feed as I've been working through a lot of issues that we've had on our hosting client. And I think, I think, uh, the the greatest podcast episode that you and I have ever recorded together is an episode of Shenanigans <laughs> on on pizza and politics, and it's it's brilliant. And uh, I, I I almost kind of hate the fact that it's a Patreon exclusive because it's so good. I just want to put it out there. Well, yeah, well there you go. I mean, like it's one of the best pieces of podcasting we've ever done, and you can get it. All you got to do is become a patron. That's right, patreon.com slash TV Talk. Uh, we love and thank you so much. This show would not happen if not for those of you supporting us there. So again, that's patreon.com slash TV talk. You can also follow us throughout the week on at flash TV talk on the Twitters. You can also follow our personal accounts as well. I'm at the real Bo York and bell is at ring that bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at potestery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. 
And for the latest discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And special thanks, as always, to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome music. You can check out the rest of his stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And of course, we are a member of the DC TV Talk Podcast Collective. Uh, head over to dctvtalk.com for the latest and greatest in all your DC TV talking needs. Again, that's dctvtalk.com. Y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We, we're looking forward to next week. Uh, looking forward to where this uh, season is going and all the fun things to talk about. Thinker. And uh, yeah, it's getting it's getting good. We're in the final stretch. And until next week, we'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.